The Land of Roses offers a prime coastline, breathtaking peaks, vast forests, Roman ruins, Orthodox monasteries, all in a crossroads of cultures that just might be Eastern Europe's best-kept secret. We're talking about Bulgaria. The gentle and soulful Bulgarians promise you a memorable visit at bargain prices. And to learn about that, we're joined by Sofia-based tour guides Stefan Bozajev and Yuri Boyanin. Stefan and Yuri, thanks for joining us. Our pleasure, Rick. We thank you, Rick. Now, Yuri, when you think about Bulgaria, first of all, we don't know a lot about it here in the United States, and it's a fascinating land, I think, to a great extent, because it's a crossroads. Mm -hmm. It really is. Who is coming in, and what are the layers of the history? Everybody, from the Romans, from the Thracians, from the Scythians, Vikings. Vikings were there so many times. Arabs came as well in the 8th century, then the Turks came... The Turks meaning Crusaders. The, the Ottomans yes. and the, and the oh, Crusaders yes. yeah. came through. Yeah. Everybody, Russians. It's really just every town, every village that we have has so many layers. And sometimes, Rick, culture is not only ruins, but culture lives inside people. As all these people, they did raid a lot. but So they raided, they brought they raided, their culture, yeah. they yeah. left their seeds. Yeah. And today, Bulgaria is known as the land of roses. Stefan, what's with the roses in Bulgaria? Roses. When we talk about roses, this is Bulgaria. We have a very special type of roses, the Rose of Damascus. It is in a very tiny valley in the middle of the country, actually in the very place where I was born. And every single May and June, there are those blossoming fields in pink colors. And this aroma is all around. And afterwards, we use it for production of what? Rose oil probably the best export of Bulgaria. So this is part of the industry, is rose oil. It's important part, and nowadays it is protected. Not anyone could produce it. So you have to be only in this small valley, in the heart of Bulgaria. And as a tourist, you can buy these wonderful carved wood veils that are filled with rose water. It's a nice little souvenir. And the roots go back actually hundreds of years, because, for instance, Bulgarians, when they used to travel west, they would actually bring these little things as gifts. And that tradition survives yeah, until this day. Now, Stefan and Yuri, you're both from Sofia, the capital city. Yuri, what would we see in Sofia? Why would we visit Sofia if we're going to go to other great cities? Roman ruins, a host of amazing museums, to be honest, some great food. Mm-hmm. The food scene has developed tremendously in the last few years. There is a lot of variety. There is traditional Bulgarian cuisine, but with a modern touch. We are in the heart of the Balkans, so our food has something Turkish, something Greek something Mediterranean, you know, something what, what, my, northern as well. My memories have go back over 30 years going to Bulgaria, and I remember these yellow kind of cobblestone streets, and I remember a little bit of Soviet-style architecture with stars on the top. Those buildings are still there, but the They're stars are gone. Unfortunately, yes, but you can actually see the star. Where do you go? All the communist monuments there in this Museum of Totalitarian Art, an easy metro right out of the downtown. In 15 minutes, you'll be there, and you get to see a lot of communist old stuff. So if you're interested in social realism, that was the art that kept the people down, But the it's not only in the art. museum. It's mm-hmm. on the streets as well. We still have a lot of old statues in the countryside as well. We have a lot of communist memorials. It's is there, huge. A, is there out, a discussion whether you should keep those or tear them down? Because there's, there's a lot of, of discussions bad feelings, every day. and they do survive. Every day. These memorials are celebrating communist ideals, and yeah. they survive today. They still survive. All of them are still there in the countryside. Most of them are completely abandoned. Stefan, if I was coming to Sofia and I wanted to understand a little bit about the city that was special, there are these click shops. What is that? Oh, click shops. 
every single citizen of Sofia is very keen on them. It's a small shop where you can buy cigarettes, alcohol, soft drinks, but it is practically in the basements of all buildings. There's a tiny window, so you have to practically kneel down, put your hat inside the window and ask the vendor, I need this pack of cigarettes or the candies here. And it's very funny to observe people like lining and the first one kneeling. <laughs> what is the word klek? Is that, what does that mean? Yeah, it comes from a Bulgarian now word, klekam. What does that mean? Kneel, kneel, kneel down. Kneel. So there's a tiny shop on the corner where you get what you need. Now, Sofia is the big modern capital, but my favorite city in Bulgaria really is Plovdiv. Yuri, tell us about Plovdiv. Plovdiv is amazing. It's, it's a beautiful amazing. town. Yeah, it's developed tremendously. Its culture is just, it's... It's got a lot of Ottoman architecture. It has these, a lot of Ottoman architecture. Wooden balconies yes. and uh, sort of a Turkish elegance. Roman architecture as well, lots of Roman ruins. Every day there is something happening in Plovdiv. Right, right on the main square, there's a big pedestrian boulevard, and then you look under it, there's a little park, and you see Roman ruins. Mosaics as well. Recently they uncovered the large basilica of Plovdiv with some of the most spectacular Roman mosaics so, that we have. So the two great cities to see in Bulgaria would be Sofia and Plovdiv. Yes. Back in communist times, you couldn't travel very far. You didn't have a lot of money. I think everybody went to the Black Sea coast. Varna yep. was is just, this is communism. We all vacation the same way. We're all equal. Varna. Uh, today, you can go anywhere in the world for your beach vacation. Would somebody still choose to go to the Black Sea coast? Oh, actually, if you come to Bulgaria, and especially in Varna in the summer, you see beautiful beaches. No rocks there. It's pure sand for miles and miles, and a lot of people, not only Bulgarians, but people from all around Europe and Russia still come there. So if you're going on a vacation in Bulgaria to the Black Sea, Bulgaria faces the, the Black Sea, where would you go? Well, still many people go to the southern Bulgarian Black Sea coast, but if you're a clever traveler, you'd go to the northern one. Better beaches, not overcrowded, okay. much more affordable. And that would be just next to Romania, right, on the Black Sea yes, coast? Yes, it yeah. will be to the north from Varna and to the south from the border with Romania. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Stefan Bozhajev and Yuri Boyanin. We're talking about Bulgaria with two guides from Sofia. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and you can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. And Josh has sent us an email from California. And Josh writes, I lived in Bulgaria, and if you go to the Rila Monastery, do yourself a favor and spend the night coming in with the tourist hordes and departing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with the rest of the tourist crowds does not do the place justice. Staying the night allows you to take the hike on the trail to St. Ivan of Rila's grave and an opportunity to experience the monastery at night and early in the morning when no tourists are there. The rooms inside the monastery are nothing special, but they're certainly affordable and add to the whole experience. Yuri, first of all, what's the importance of the Rila Monastery in Bulgaria? Rila Monastery is really the spiritual heart of Bulgaria. All those years under a lot of invaders, actually, it was that monastery which kept the old spirit of Bulgaria. It has a massive library of ancient manuscripts, you know, I thousands I wanna, of books. I want to interrupt you there because all over Europe, in my experience, when a country is invaded... The traditional culture, the soul of the country, survives in the mountains in a monastery. It does. It's that it way does. in Catalonia, yes. outside of Barcelona, mm -hmm. and it's that way and in Rila Mountain, Bulgaria. The monastery itself is actually in the heart of the mountains. R-I-L-A, Rila yeah. Monastery. So this is the Orthodox Christian soul of Bulgaria. Yes, it is. And every, it's on every list. So people go there during the day. It's a, a living monastery. 
there's a tradition with the art on the wall that goes back centuries. And do they actually welcome tourists to sleep there? Oh, yes, they do. They do. The conditions are... Monastic. As you would expect Monastic. in a monastery, of course. Like a monk. Although monks themselves, they do have large plasma screens in their cells. Plasma so screens in monks' cells. Life has Say changed a lot, so. Rick, yes. <laughs> but for visitors, not much has changed, actually. Stefan, when you think of the Orthodox faith, during communism, it must have been a different environment than today. It is very interesting. As all the other communist countries, the religion was opium for the masses. It was suppressed. Uh, there were people spying on you if you'd go to the church for the holidays. And if you go, there'll be bad consequences, not only for you, but for your family members. And after the fall of the communist regime in Bulgaria in 1989, what happened to the religion? It was freedom. And in our new constitution, there's one interesting article. And this article says that Orthodox Christianity is the traditional religion in Bulgaria, not the official one but traditional. We pay respect to our roots. That's but a of very course, nice it's not the only it. one, because we have a large number of Muslims, we have quite a sizable Jewish population, mm -hmm. and we also have quite a lot of Roman Catholics as well. So it's uh, incredibly diverse. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Stefan Bozerjev and Yuri Boyanin about Bulgaria. We've talked about a few things. We're running out of time. I would just like each of you to offer one more site that people should know about when they're thinking about visiting Bulgaria. Stefan. Definitely, it will be our medieval capital, Veliko Ternovo. It is one of the most dramatically situated cities all around Europe, along the waters of Yantra River. And there you can see the combination of our medieval fortresses, but most importantly, the real living heritage, the artisans. There's a whole street of artisans. There's a, a whole street of artisans. Visit, yeah. Icon painters, uh, pottery makers, silversmiths. And this is called Vilica Turnovo. And Yuri, what else should we remember about? I would mention the small town of Nesebar on the Black Sea coast. Ah, what is the name again? Nesebar. Nesebar. And why? Charming old alleys, mm -hmm. wonderful location on the Black Sea. And the key thing is, of course, not to visit at the height of summer from mid-July until mid-August. But outside of these months, you can have a lot of the charming streets to your own. And our final thought, if I'm coming to Bulgaria, what is one thing I should be sure to eat? Yuri. Shopska salad. Shopska salad is like Greek salad, but better. <laughs> so that would be with what ingredients in a Shopska salad? Very similar to the Greek salad, but the main difference, yes, is that we actually shred the cheese. The shredded cheese, yeah. and then you've got... Lots of cheese. You've got tomatoes greens and, and greens. and tomatoes and cucumbers, peppers as well. Shopska salad, I love it. And Stefan? I would definitely go for one traditional uh, pastry, that's banitsa. It is uh, filo with eggs and cheese, and we can eat it for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, and there are a lot of variations. So Apples. this is a, a flaky filo dough? Absolutely. Oh, okay. And the name again? Banitsa. Banitsa. One of the very few words I know in Bulgaria is blagodaria. What did I say? Thank you. Nice. And what do you say? Mola. I hope that means you're welcome. Absolutely. One other word I know is dobrodan. What is that? Good day. Good day to both of you. Good day, Rick. Blagodaria. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. I love art. And in my new book, Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, I share my favorites with gorgeous photos and vivid descriptions. 
It's a greatest hit sweep through art history via the finest paintings, sculpture, and architecture ever. It's all in Europe's top 100 masterpieces. Art for the Traveler. It's available now at ricksteves.com.